This morning, God's Word comes to us from Psalm 139. Psalm 139, and we'll be reading all the verses of this chapter. Psalm 139, beginning at verse 1, what we hear now is God's Word. O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from afar. You search out my path and my lying down. You are acquainted with all my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, behold, O Lord, you know it altogether. You hem me in behind and before and lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high, I cannot attain it. Where shall I go from your spirit? Or where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the utmost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me, and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, and the light about me be night, even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is bright as day, for darkness is as light with you. For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written every one of them the days that were formed for me, when as yet there was none of them. How precious to me are your thoughts, O God! How vast is the sum of them! If I would count them, they are more than the sand. I awake, and I am still with you. Oh, that you would slay the wicked, O God! O men of blood, depart from me. They speak against you with malicious intent. Your enemies take your name in vain. Do I not hate those who hate you, O Lord? And do I not loathe those who rise up against you? I hate them with complete hatred. I count them my enemies. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any grievous way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. Here we in the reading of God's holy word. Well, we continue today our study of the attributes of God in our Knowing God series. And of course, our goal is not simply to know more about God, but to know God to know Him more fully, that we might have a desire to worship Him more fully. We talked about this in our, our class on Calvin's Institutes this past week, how the knowledge of God results in our desire, our wish, 
to praise Him more fully when we see Him in all of His greatness and His glory and His majesty. This morning, we're going to talk about God's omniscience. God's omniscience. Now, children, that's a big word that you probably don't hear very often. Omniscience simply means God knows everything. God knows everything. Now, when my kids were little, and I suppose even today yet, I tell them, Dad knows everything, okay? I know everything. But we know, and they know, that's not true. It is true with God. He really does know everything. Nothing is hidden from Him. There is nothing He is unaware of. This is part of who He is. This is part of His perfection. A God who is omniscient. A God who knows everything. And looking at this this perfection of God today, we want to, to see how it brings glory to Him, recognizing who He is. And that having an omniscient God is a blessing for us. Knowing a God who is omniscient, a God who knows everything. I hope that when I, when I say uh, God knows everything, I say the word omniscient. I hope the, one of the first texts that comes to your mind is this text. Psalm 139. There should just be some certain texts that come to our mind when a certain biblical category comes up. I hope if I said the category of holiness... You would think of Isaiah 6. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord. If I said, let's talk about Christian love, you would think about 1 Corinthians 13. If I said, we're going to talk about election, you think of Ephesians 1. And if I say, God's omniscience, God knows everything, you think of Psalm 139. Because it's a beautiful picture of the glory of our God. This psalm pointing out so clearly God's omniscience, He knows everything. And what a blessing that is for us. We see first the extent of God's knowledge. Verse 1. O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from afar. You search out my path and my lying down. You are acquainted with all my ways. God knows our actions. God knows what we do. And nothing we do is hidden from Him. We might try to hide our actions from those around us. Maybe, kids, you try that sometime. Mom and Dad are, are not right there in the room with you. They're in the other room. You're in the playroom. And you try to hide your actions from Mom and Dad. You know that they're not there. So maybe you and your brother or sister are playing and and you go up to them and you just kind of, kind of pick on them just a little bit. You, no one's going to see you. You just pick on them a little bit. Mom and dad can't see it. They don't know everything. But God knows everything. None of our actions are hidden from God. He knows everything that we do. We can hide things from those around us, but God knows it all. He knows our actions, whether we are in our homes he knows our actions whether we are at work, 
He knows our actions when we go on vacation. We never take a vacation from God's omniscience. Even in our free time, God knows what we do. Oh Lord, you have known me. You know when I sit. You know when I rise. You know my path. You know my lying down. You are acquainted with all my ways. God knows what we do. Psalmist goes on, verse 4. Even before a word is on my tongue, behold, O Lord, you know it altogether. God knows what we do. God knows what we say. He knows our words. He knows all the things that we say. He knows what we talk about when we uh, go out after work with the boys and sit around and talk about the job and the boss and, and how things are going. He knows that. He knows those words. He hears. Kids, God hears when you are going to recess and you are on the playground and how you talk to your classmates. God hears that. He knows. God knows how we, how we talk about those in authority over us. He knows how we talk about the church. He knows how we talk about the elders and the deacons and the ministers. God hears. God knows. He knows our actions. He knows our words. And the psalmist says, even before a word is on my tongue, you know it. Verse 2, you discern my thoughts from afar. He even knows our thoughts. Those things we might not ever dare to say, God still knows them. He knows what we think about. He knows what you're thinking about right now. He knows whether you are engaged in the ministry of the Word or whether you are anxious for this to be over and you can go on with the rest of your day. God knows. He knows what we think. He knows, he knows when we sing. If we are simply mouthing the words or truly trying to bring praise to Him, He knows our thoughts, what's going on inside of us. God knows our actions, everything we do. God knows our words, everything we say. God knows our thoughts, everything we think. An omniscient God knows it all. I don't know about you, but when I consider that, I get very uncomfortable. Uncomfortable with a God who knows everything I do, even those things I try to hide. A God who knows everything I say. A God who knows the thoughts that are on my mind. The psalmist says, such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high, I cannot attain it. The idea here, it's beyond me. This idea, O oh God, of you knowing everything is beyond me. It's too much for me. You are too great that you would know every action, every word, every thought. And so the psalmist says, where can I go? Where shall I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? Is there any way I can escape you, O oh God? Where can I flee to? He says, if I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. Everywhere, from height and depth, 
We can go, the psalmist says, to the heights of heaven, God is still there. We can go to the depths of the earth, God is still there. Where can I get away from you? Where can I flee from you? Nowhere in heaven, nowhere on earth, even the depths of the earth. He says, verse 9, If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the utmost parts of the sea... Even there your hand shall lead me, your right hand shall hold me. The picture here, uh, the wings of the morning, speaks about the sunrise, the east. If I go to the east, you are there. When he speaks about uh, the utmost parts of the sea, relative to Israel, the sea was in the west. He said, if I can go from east to west, anywhere in between, you are there, O God. If I go from, from New York to L.A., you are there. I cannot flee from you anywhere. The heights of heaven, the depths of earth, east to west, you're there. And you're always there. You are there day and night. Verse 11. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me. The night, the light about me be night. Even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is bright as day, for darkness is as light to you. If I try to cover myself under the cover of darkness, even there you see me. The things... We do in secret. The things we do when we are alone in our home or in our office or wherever we might be, God sees those things. I can't flee from you, even under the cover of darkness. Still you are there. Darkness is as light to you. When I think of a God who knows everything I do, I say, I think, And he knows that wherever I am, I am uncomfortable. I am uneasy. But I would suggest, rather than being troubled by this type of omniscient God, we should take comfort in this. The fact that God knows everything about us. He knows our sinful actions. He knows our harsh words. He knows our depraved thoughts. He knows all of these things. And yet, He still chooses to love us in spite of who we are, in spite of what we do, in spite of what we say. We have a God who knows all of that and says, I still love you in Christ Jesus. What a wonder. What a comfort. He knows all of these things and yet loves us as his children. We never need to worry that God is going to find out something about us that would make him leave us. Maybe there are things in your past, things in my past, and I say, you know, if my friends, if my parents, if my children knew about that, they would want nothing to do with me. We never need fear that from God. He knows it all already.
We never have to worry that we have a God who will say, oh, I didn't know you did that. I'm sorry. I'm going to leave you now. God knows it all. He is omniscient. Our actions, our words, our thoughts. And yet he says, in Jesus Christ, I choose to love you and show you my compassion and show you my mercy. What a glory, what a comfort to know an omniscient God. A God who has known us for all time. A God who has known us from our birth. The psalmist says, For you formed my inward parts, you knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. God knows us from our birth, even, even before our birth. When we are being knit together in our mother's womb, God already knows us then. We have some, uh, some babies in our church we expect to be born uh, any time now. God knows those babies already. He knows them. He knows us from before the time we were born. God will know us throughout our lives. Verse 16. Your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written, every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when as yet there was none of them. He knows us throughout our life. He knows the, he knows the decisions we are called to make. He knows the choices we will make in our teenage years. God knows that. He knows who we are going to marry. He knows if we are going to have a family. He knows about our time in retirement. All of this known by God, ordained by Him, overseen by Him. What a comfort. Throughout our entire life, even when, when it seems to us that things are going out of control, our God knows. He knows. He cares. All my days before one of them came to be were written in your book. Nothing in my life, nothing in your life surprises God. He knows all of it. He knows us from our birth. He knows us throughout our life. And he will know us even beyond. Verse 17, how precious to me. Now, no longer where, where can I flee, but now how precious to me are your thoughts, O God. How vast is the sum of them. If I were to count them, they are more than the sand. I awake and I am still with you. The psalmist now turns our attention uh, beyond this life. When he speaks about when I awake, it's a reference to awaking with God after death. Even after death, I will still be with you. You will know me then. It doesn't surprise God will know us after our death because he knew us not only from our birth, not only from conception, he knew us before the world began. In his love, he elected his people before the foundations of the world. That means he knew us. He knew us even before we were born. He knew us before the world was born. This is the, 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 the truth of, a, of an omniscient God who knows every part of our life. This is the God who, who in love predestined us to be his own. The God who knew us before creation. This is the God who still calls today. 
who calls out in love and says, embrace me through Jesus Christ, confess your sins, and know the glory of having an omniscient God. God calls us to put our trust, our faith, our hope in Him. That not only for this life, but for the life to come, when I awake, I'm still with you. God who is omniscient. God who knew us before our birth, during our life, and even on into eternity. How do we react to such a glorious God? Such a magnificent God? The psalm ends with what seems like some troubling words. Some I'm going to say that this, this end of this psalm almost, almost ruins the psalm. We have all these beautiful things about God knowing us and, and still loving us. And the psalm ends this way. Oh, that you would slay the wicked, O God. O men of blood, depart from me. They speak against you with malicious intent. Your enemies take your name in vain. Do I not hate those who hate you, O Lord? Do I not loathe those who rise up against you? I hate them with a complete hatred. I count them my enemies. Now, maybe some other time. We'll talk about the nature of the imprecations in the Psalms, the curses in the Psalms. But I would suggest this is not out of place. Not out of place at all. When, when we have a God who knows us, and a God who still chooses to love us, our response to Him is to hate the things He hates and to love the things He loves. We are to hate the things God hates and to love the things God loves. Certainly, God hates sin remaining in our lives, and we are to hate it. We know that, that even when we strive after God, try to live for Him, we still fall short. We should hate that sin. Hate those things which, which break our fellowship with God. When we find ourselves facing temptation, our thought should be, God hates this if I do this. And if God hates it, I should hate it too. We are to hate the things God hates. It's so easy for us to see, to see this in others, so hard for us to see in ourselves. The sin that still clings to us. So the psalmist says, search me, O God. Know me. Try me. Know my thoughts. See if there's a grievous way in me. And lead me in the way everlasting. When we learn to hate the things God hates, we also learn to love the things God loves. Lead me in your ways. God loves the path of righteousness. God loves the path of holiness. God loves the path of peace. These are to be the things that we love. God loves, God loves His Holy Word. We are to love the Word of God, even when it confronts us with our sin. We are to hate what He hates. We are to love what He loves. God loves the worship of His people. God loves it when we gather together to bring Him the praise that, that is His, the praise that is fitting for us to bring. We are to love the things God loves. Loving our time together as the body of Christ. Loving the fellowship that we have. 
anticipating it, looking forward to it. We are to hate the things God hates. We are to love the things God loves because we have an omniscient God, a God who knows everything. He will know what we hate. He will know what we love. Search me, O God. Know my heart. Try me. Know my thoughts. See if there's any grievous way in me. And Lord God, you lead me in the way everlasting. We have a God who is omniscient. God knows everything, children. He knows our actions. He knows our words. He knows our thoughts. He knows our fallenness. He knows our sin. He knows those things we hide from everyone else, and yet in Jesus Christ, He chooses to love us. What a blessing. What a comfort to know an omniscient God. May God use this glorious, precious truth and by His Spirit help us to hate what He hates and to love what He loves. Let's join together in prayer. Lord our God, You are great, You are glorious, and truly, O oh God, Your perfections are beyond us. And yet You reveal something of who You are in Your Holy Word. We praise you for being omniscient. It is something which, which could cause us fear, could cause us uneasiness, but Lord, may we take comfort in this fact. Comfort in who you are. Comfort in the love you show us in your Son, Jesus Christ. Lord God, may we, may we embrace him with heart and soul and mind and strength. May we praise you eternally for who you are, not only with our lips, with our lives, Help us, O oh God, to hate the sin that still remains in us, to turn away from temptation. Help us to love those things that you love. For we know, O oh God, this will be the path of blessing and the path of peace. Hear our prayer. For Jesus' sake, amen.